0: Last night uh, we had the good fortune, um, our our family for the uh, women's ritual group came over and did the uh, solstice celebration uh, at our labyrinth. Beautiful, clear, crisp night, wonderful sky and half moon. And during the uh, observance, the celebration um, in the middle of the labyrinth, uh, Becca Motil shared a wonderful meditation that has been shared before, a tree meditation where you s- visualize yourself, your roots going down into the earth all the way down to the magma you know, the light and the energy way down below and then you bring it back up into your being and then spread it out in the dark night and around one another nice mix of light and dark to feel balanced and secure in your being. And another thing that they um, shared, which was really lovely, was that the um, in Hawaii, the color black is a sacred color. And uh, the, the word is po. And it is a color that is about healing, is about womb, and it's also about transformation. And that's part of what the solstice celebration is, is welcoming the light returning, but also knowing that there is uh, incubation time, a darkness time, a hibernation time that helps us to transform into what we want to be. So it was a beautiful, beautiful celebration. Time to go into the dark where the night has eyes to recognize its own, writes poet David White. There you can be sure you are not beyond love. The dark will be your womb tonight. In astrological traditions, the force that keeps habits in place reaches its weakest point at the winter solstice. This is a time when we are most ready to reprogram the mind, according to these traditions, to release old habits of being and claim our natural knowing, our spark of being within, known in the precious darkness of our beginnings. In many creation narratives, as in modern cosmology, the material universe sprung from darkness. The energy that burst forth as light emerged from an unseen presence, mysterious and eternal. A presence before time and manifestation, before the pronouncement of light from the first chapter of the Tao Te Ching, written 2,500 years ago. Yet mystery and manifestations arise from the same source. This source is called darkness, darkness within darkness, the gateway to all understanding. Darkness encompasses the undefined realm of creation, the mysteries beyond grasping much like intuition in our being, that formless knowing that we bring to light that brings illumination in our lives. Our darkness is part of what shapes our world and part of what helps us thrive, the luminous energy that keeps the stars apart. What we can see is only a tiny fraction of what exists, writes Timothy Ferris in a recent article of the National Geographic. Cosmologists, scientists who study the universe, have an idea of the birth of the universe, but they're finding with each new discovery that all the stars and all the galaxies that can be seen are only 5% of the observable universe. The invisible majority, he writes, consists of 27% dark matter and 68% dark energy. And both of them are mysteries. Dark matter is thought to be the substance that structures the universe. Dark energy is said to be the force that compels the expansion of the cosmos, but it also is described as a general label for what we do not know about the large-scale properties of our universe. <laughs> dark energy, i okay. So we do not know how 95% of this universe works. It's in the mystery of the dark, in the domain of beginnings and becoming. Winter solstice celebrations highlight the interplay of light and dark. The nourishing darkness births illumination. The return of the sun signals life ever renewing. One aspect of being interchanges with the other is formed by the other, comes to fullness because of the other, the light and the dark. Celebrating the dark and honoring the return of life, light is recognizing that both make up this world, not as opposites, but as elements that intertwine and enhance the other's being. There is not just dark and light and a proverbial gray In between, there's a dynamic interaction between differing elements, creating infinite diversity of being and belonging. The classic yin and yang symbol in Taoism that we examined earlier this month helps us understand this fundamental relationship. There's a bit of light in the dark and a bit of dark in the light, and it's a dance, a vibrancy of seeming opposites it challenges us to move beyond our binary thinking. Either or, black, white, good, bad, present, absent, one way or the other way. When we allow the fullness of this dynamic, the interaction, the play, we intuit a relational depth that cannot be singly defined. We understand diversity more when we let that interaction be. And that is where the mystery lies. That is where the not knowing is. And that is where eternal creativity lives. Our daughter Sarah sent a post on Facebook the other day by a contemporary performance artist group named Dark Matter. This group defines itself as a non-binary trans South Asian artist collaboration and I have in the notes the two names, they're hard to pronounce, (coughs) Alok Vaid Menom and Janami Balasubramanian. Dark matter. The post challenges are binary thinking, one or the other, just two, in terms of gender, and calls us to account about the assumptions we all make in order to find conformity to structure, belonging, even amongst justice-seekers. It pulls and pushes. The pull of belonging is so strong that we stick to the 5% of the universe we observe and find ourselves creating categories that diminish the fullness of life. We undermine our own experience of diversity of being and so create divisions that lead to discrimination, bias, oppression, fear of difference, and violence toward the stranger. This post... Uh, challenges those of us who identify as justice seekers. Let me read you just a little bit of it. It excerpts, I'll give you some excerpts. We need to challenge the deliberate erasure of gender nonconforming people. People who visibly defy gender norms, binaries and roles from our social movements. Often the victories of feminist gay and trans movements have less to do with how much they have challenged gender binarism and more to do with how they have become incorporated by it. Rather than rallying around difference, we continually find ourselves in the same trap of fighting that we are just like the very people who oppress us. This logic has a disproportionately negative impact on visibly gender non-conforming people who often may not look like the norm. Not only do we have to navigate a world that thoroughly denies our existence, we also have to carry the burden of all shame of the people around us who project their own feelings of insecurity and inadequacy on us, on the dark matter. The problem isn't just about misgendering, it's about gendering to begin with. We are fighting for a world where all people are able to self-determine who they are without fear of state, communal and interpersonal violence. Gender determination is about imagining and creating a world where people are given back the power to self-narrate their own bodies, identities and experiences. It's about remembering that there is enough room for all of us, that we do not need to invalidate one another's realities in order to realize our own. Just wanted to give you a little taste of the deeper work of diversity that we need to go into to get out of the black-white one or the other. One of the gifts of darkness is that it takes away perceived boundaries. We literally cannot see divisions in, in darkness. This invites the intuition of freedom of being. The intuition of simplicity of belonging to life. We're seeing a lot of division these days. A lot of bluster about boundaries. Keep the immigrants out. Carpet bomb the hostile territories. Round up the Muslims. Only let Christians in to the country. Build walls high and wide to keep them out. The binary rhetoric of us and them is spiraling to dangerous heights Rallying fear of the unknown, pandering to our tendency to create an other that is to blame for the suffering in our lives. This is an imbalance of the darkness, a perversion of the lack of insight that occurs when we demonize the darkness and oversimplify the light. There's a saying attributed to Mohammed. God has 70,000 veils of light and darkness. If he removed them, the brilliance of his face would burn up all that met his look. When we demonize the darkness, that which we cannot readily define, that which takes away our own sense of boundaries, we become imbalanced and make choices that further disturb the equilibrium that we're capable of living in. We see this when we observe the darkness right before the dawn. Instead of forcing the sun to rise, coming up with our own solutions that we assist upon in the world, we need to embrace the interplay and nourishment of the elements, ever informing us of more than we can create on our own, ever enlightening us to a natural balance that we must pay attention to or perish. Darkness equalizes us all So that no one life is more distinguishable than another This does not mean we can live however we want Regardless of how it affects others It means we can live with the humility of knowing That 95% of what is possible Is yet to be known and that the interplay of dark and light is nature's affirmation of perpetuity, life ever renewing itself, life ever claiming mysteries and worth of being. The dark night sparkles as the gaseous light from stars illuminate our view. A sorrow is known more deeply because of a joy that opened one's heart. A joy is allowed in because of a sorrow survived. Hearts are easier to open when we know we can survive loss. Sun is better survived if there are shadows to rest in. Darkness is better known if there are moments of illumination. It is important that we balance the dark and the light, not only by neatly not by neatly categorizing them, but by letting them flow through our lives. We learn from darkness. We birth the new from darkness. We recognize through the light. We come to life through illumination. Cherish the dark. Cherish the light. Honor the interchange. Therein lies the seeds of creation and belonging. Belonging in mystery, think for a minute about all the ways that darkness and blackness is used in our culture. Does anybody have names that they can lift up? Things that they know where darkness and blackness is Used in our culture, black male. the images that we know about white or that our language speaks on in white? White lie. Let us be cognizant of how light and dark is used in our culture and find within ways to stretch what we see and how we see it. Let us give way a little to the boundaries that we've made just to see if there's something more that can be known, just to inch out a little from the 5% and find something else they in. So may it be. Amen.